McTavish. Thurston gets the ball to Morgan. Morgan crosses the 20. Comes away to O'Neill. Gets the ball. Guys, it is hot take without the hot take here, and we are back with another week of junior senior TV. Where else? Where else? Where and we? let's uh, let's get the cat out of the bag first. First so, one. So, Mad Max Scherzer! is going to the Mets. Scherzer! The, they lost Strowman to the Cubs, and but that's okay, that's all right. Nobody if you're feels. getting, if you're getting quite possibly the best pitcher of the decade mm. in Max Scherzer, mm. you don't complain. You don't sit around and complain. No, and so the deals are 130 million for three years it's, with a two-year opt-out. It's lavish. It's a lot, but what are you going to do? It's Scherzer. I, it's Scherzer, and I, and I'm liking this aggressiveness from Cohen because you know, I had a moment there, and I'll tell you, I, I had a, a thought before it happened, thinking, what if the Mets were to get Max, Max Scherzer? How yeah. much of a great move that would be? That'd so, be a th- yeah. This is a big deal. Yeah. But you know what? You got to think the way Steve Cohen thinks right now. He's yeah. he's looking at the Bronx, going, yeah. "There's this other team in New York that's got this many pennants, yeah. this many World Series championships. I'm gonna throw as much money as I can at this." Well, because so, he's got money to throw at it. Of course he does. He's he he he's a hedge fund. Yeah. He uh, like he wants to throw money at this. Of course he's going to. This isn't the days of Wilpon no. anymore. The coupons. The, yep, the coupons. Yeah. This is just this is amazing, and it's a lot of money for three years. But I think it'd be the best for three years because he's he's thirty seven, and I but he hasn't shown us any signs of decline because well, last season was he was top five in Cy Young mm-hmm. I think in the NL last year, so yeah. it he could still pick up production and still could be that guy. I he, I suppose it's a good step. Now, you know, the question is, how's Jacob DeGrom? Because he was injured toward the end of the year. Yeah. Yep. So you look at the rotation, you go DeGrom, Scherzer, Walker, maybe Peterson. I, I, you know, there's so many question marks for the men. Because right Tywan Walker had a really bad second half. And there's so many question marks outside of pitching, and we'll talk about that next time. But there's so many question marks right now because they've made other moves. They got Marte for the outfield. Right, they got Cannon, yep. Cannon from both from the A's. Yeah. Um. You know, who's you know that that's goodbye for Conforto. I'd say Baez is gone as well. He goes to Detroit. Yeah, that had to happen. I was, uh, yeah. I was glad he left. Yeah. Thumbed but he goes to Detroit. Stuff. Well, he got he went on the cheap too. Yeah. I mean, they, were, they paid. They got six years, hundred hundred odd million. Yeah, that's pretty good, especially for a rebuilding team like Detroit. Right. Uh, look, there's still a lot of question marks. They still don't have Mets. Still don't have a manager. Yeah. So and I, and I think gotta go with someone with experience, but over, I, over a freshman. Honestly, I think the 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 candidate they're probably gonna pick just because the Mets love the memes. It's probably gonna be Beltron. I don't want them to no, do I that, don't think so. but it's probably going I don't to be think Beltron. So I think it'll be a manager who has some 
level of experience. But who's available? I don't know. I think I just have to wait. Don't hire Rick Renteria, please. He catches over meningitis way too much for my liking. Okay, so the next move that we're talking about is the baseball-related items. Corey Seager, he goes to the Rangers. And Semyon as well. What? That's $500 million. Texas, why are you throwing half a billion into two players? Like... Are you, you those two guys aren't going to make you a contender. You're mediocre as all hell. These two moves will only lead to more mediocrity. Does that make look? I like they got good prospects back, back for Ga- they got great prospects back for Gallo, but like those guys need time. I understand the moves because you're also in the West and outside of the Astros and the A's and the Angels and the Mariners still have some question marks. If you're the Rangers, you're gonna to try to throw some money at this to get some some level of solidity in your lineup. Well, the 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 Mariners are also making good pushes. They got Adam Frazier for the shortstop position, yeah. and they got Cy Young winner Robbie Ray. So it's the the AL West is going to be a bloodbath no matter what. But the Rangers should be rebuilding right now. Uh, you got to th- throw money at it because they 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 stumbled upon Adolis Garcia this year. Yeah, who could be who could be their their proverbial franchise face for the foreseeable future. But they've got prospects they need to develop. But I suppose this speaks to the bigger question because today it's official. The lockdown is on. The Yep, the it's lockout. It's the owners who've done this. Yep. Not the players. So it needs to be understood that... And, and for me, I, I, I'm not that interested right now because to me, it's too soon for me to think that way because there's other things that are going on in the sports world that this... I think you get concerned... When well, you get to, I, I think I feel like you get concerned when you get to April. Well, with the past couple of years in the league, like there's been so much like disinterest around it because of all the scandals that have happened with the league. With like we had the sign stealing scandal with the with the Astros, then we had the the um the spider tax attack incident. Yeah, like yeah, it's been like if baseball's going to keep having these, I, I said I've said it before. It's going to continue to go down in popularity in terms of the younger generations. Yeah. Like, they're not going to look at baseball as a desirable sport to watch, especially yeah. with all this going around, With all with, when the only thing they're thinking about with the MLB is, oh, this scandal happened, oh, this scandal happened. Like, it's not a good look for the league. So, a lockout was going to happen this year no matter what. It was going to be inevitable. We saw the negotiations with um them coming back to play in mid twenty twenty and it was ugly. Yeah. It was ugly between yeah. the, the execs and the players union. <laughs> there it was just a bunch of infighting. Nobody won in that situation. And so, the owners bet and the, the execs pretty much forced the season back at gunpoint. Right. So look, my feelings are that very simple. It's the lockdown from the owners where the owners can turn around and say, Hey, we're still offering guys a lot of money. There's a lot of money getting thrown around here. So for the players, they'd have to have some serious concerns around other things in order for there to be a strike. And the last strike that happened was in 94. Yeah. And was the worst year to be an Expos fan because at the yep. pace they were going, they were going to actually th- win it. That is, at least get to the playoffs. That is what we like to call the Montreal screw, screw job. So I think we have to wait and see. I, I think if you're talking about pitchers and catchers reporting and there's still issues with labor – then you could be concerned next There's week. a lot of issues still because even with arbitration and manipulation of service time, that's been an issue that the players' union have been looking at, or especially the execs have been looking at, yeah. thinking, we want to close that up. Oh. We don't want them taking advantage of that. 
Okay. Moving on. We change gears to football. Thursday night football just happened. Yep. The Cowboys and the Saints. Let's just say it now. We hate Dallas. They got screwed over. I'm sorry. The amount of horrible calls we saw in this game was astronomical. Like, did did Sean Hockey Lee have money on on the Saints? Uh, because what the hell was that? It was one of those games that I didn't think that Dallas had a chance to lose from the start of the game. Because a few things. No Alvin Kamara, okay? You have Taysom Hill making his, I don't know, maybe second career start if you're lucky. And his game wasn't that great. Oh, my fault. The, the referee ring was last week against the Raiders, and we'll talk you about it. You got it all wrong. Yeah, I got it all wrong. I got it all wrong. Yeah, wrong game. So, Taysom Hill threw for 264 yards, two touchdowns, but also threw four interceptions. Yeah. Right? He's what I call a poor, a, a very Tim Tebow with a bit of an arm. Well, that's what they're, so. that, that's why they're paying, uh, they've got a $120 million contract, but it's not as big as it seems. No. It's, it's like very small no. with a lot of like benefits to it. But, like, he can't throw the ball. Taysom no, he Hill. can't. He doesn't. And then he he doesn't, can't. He's doesn't a know. cool player to have in the NFL, but he's not a good quarterback. No, so he reminds me of uh, a quarterback with the Pittsburgh Steelers many, many years ago, Cordell Stewart. Ah. Known as Slash. Could do everything except throw a ball accurately. So that's what it is. And this game was always going to be Dallas's game. Yeah. They didn't have to worry. Mike McCarthy was out, but Dan Quinn had a chance to. Put on the headset well, and be this a is good. The, this is good for Dan for Dan Quinn because like he gets to thrive in where he shines the most in terms of a defensive coordinator role. Hmm. He doesn't have to delegate like he did in Atlanta. No. So overall, it was that kind of game. It wasn't going to be much. Was it a bigger win for the Cowboys? Probably considering their game against the Raiders, which was an absolute farce, hmm. which I went on a rant about. Yeah. Um. I think this is good for them in terms of um, trying to go for that coveted number one seed in the NFC. Yeah. So. Well, at this point, the closest team to them are the Washington football team. Which, and they're only yeah. three, game, three games back. But if you're looking at the rearview mirror, that's the team you're going to end up facing as the season gets to the yeah. So you want to have as much well, buffers. Right, as you right can. now, the football team holds the seventh seed. Of course. So you want to have as much buffer as you can. Yeah. For the Saints? Ugh. Yeah, they got nothing. They have no answers. They got nothing. I like I I wasn't bullish on the Saints going into the season, no. and now you can see why. This team, like they are, they I think they need to blow it up. Honestly, no, you think everything is blown? No, up. they no. If you're genuine, nothing ex- inspires me about the Saints on either side of the ball. Mm-hmm. Alvin Kamara is the only thing that really excites me about them. All right. Like everything else, their defense is starting to get old. Cam Jordan, how much he? What has he got? Like two, three years left of prime production. Oh, we'll see what happens with that. But I think at this point, you got team, two teams going in opposite directions. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Next, bigger win was the Patriots win bigger or the Packers win bigger? I'm gonna say the Patriots, just because, just like Thanos, Belichick is inevitable. Like, you think it's over. It's not over. He got a new apprentice in, in Mac Jones, and we can see why. He fell lower in the order, and it was the perfect place. And they've got, they've got, they splurged in free agency, and it's worked like a treat. The offense 
is so much better than last year. Like you can see it with how they're scheming, with how they're deploying, deploying their guys, with how hard they're working on. Like we know they have talent on defense, and they have individual pieces which didn't all mesh together last season. But now it's meshing together with the talent, that, the individual talent that they have on both sides of the ball. All right. So I'll respond to that. I will say I agree with you that it's the Pats win is impressive. I'd say more impressive because I don't think it's all about Mac Jones. I think it's about the system that he's in. Yeah. He's in a system that is allowing him to not have to do everything. Well, he's still very talented. No, but I'm saying you have the system in place where you have a very good coordinator, defensive coordinator in Bill Belichick, and a pretty good offensive coordinator in Josh McDaniel. Yeah. Okay? So, and you have Matt Patricia... On defense, leading that with Belichick. Well, so is Patricia defense? He's back. He's, he's back there. there. So really? So I think those things all add up. I would say that's that's a bigger win. To speak to the Packers, I don't think that's a big win for the Packers because it's at Lambeau Field. Yeah. Everybody expects them to win at Lambeau Field, yeah. no matter who they're playing. Yeah. Okay. So bigger loss. Yep. Titans of the Rams. Uh, I wouldn't say it's time for. Rams fans to panic just yet. I don't think it's time for them to panic just yet. I think it's time to panic. But I think it's a bigger loss for the Titans because gaining ground, especially uh, gaining ground in the AFC South is difficult for any team, Mm. any team in contention in that division. Mm. And for the Titans, they had a chance. They were considered to be the best team in the AFC not too long ago, only two weeks ago. And that, that loss to the Texans was... Horrific, yeah. and now they incur a second straight loss. It's not. It's not looking good for them. Yes, they've had a lot of injuries. They've used. They're on pace to break the record for most players used in a season, mm-hmm. but it's not looking good for them. Yeah. yeah, I'll disagree. I'll actually say it's a bigger loss to the Rams. Now, I didn't have the Rams going into Lambeau Field and winning, oh, but no. I had thought it'd be a little bit more competitive than what it was. They look out of sorts. And they look out of sorts on both sides of the ball. Not just defensively, offensively, where that's Sean McVay's baby. Yeah. It's looking a bit off. And the, 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 the offensive line's not giving Matthew Stafford time. He's making panic passes. He's creating interceptions for himself. So I'd say the Rams are a little... They, they should be a little worried. Mm-hmm. You know, I think Odell Beckham Jr. is still trying to find... There, there, is, there, is, there is cause for worry, but I don't think it's time to... Oh my God! Sound the alarms right now for Rams fans. There, there is. There's time. There's time. They're only they're seven to four right now. They've they've they still control their own destiny. So it's not time to hit the red button just yet. Right. Um, we got Miami winning four straight or Cam. I think it's a bit of both, honestly. I wouldn't go with one or the other. Let me talk about Cam first. I'm back. I'm back. No. Yeah, the shoulder that shoulder is still hampering him so much. It's not, like he he can throw short and mid range, but he cannot. Even if his receivers create separation, it's not going to them. Like you can tell, his shoulder is still torn to atrophy. His line is also broken. His his offensive line is also broken. The 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 Panthers right now. They're they're a mess. Yeah. In general, but Cam is definitely a problem. Uh, but Miami's defense has rebounded in recent weeks, which it had talent. That was the one thing where they 
in my opinion, were elite in the AFC last year yeah. with their defense. And now it's starting to show up. And I'm like, where has this been? Yeah. Tua was also very good in this game. He, he was, was he was incredible. He was very good. That's why I've been saying, don't uh, hold on to him. Yeah. Don't do anything. He still needs development. Yeah. So, yeah, I will say, I will say it's more about Miami, Miami's four wins. Now, does that put them at the next level of getting somewhere? I don't think so. Not I think yet. They still don't get. Not, they not, have to run off. Some not yet. They games. still. They still have. They still need something. They need that little bit more something, especially on offense. They've they've got weapons in terms of receiving. Mike Gesicki's decent as a tight end, but and Waddle's starting to take some some steps. Yeah, definitely. Look, but I will say this: that well, for starters, their next game is going to be against the Giants. I like yeah. to think the Giants could win that one, but you never know. <laughs> yeah, I won't. I won't bet against my Giants, but I would also say this. That um, yeah, I agree with you when it comes to the the Panthers. They're they're a dumpster fire. Yeah. Because Cam Newton came back, and I think the thought was that he's just going to be the Cam who got the MVP, no. who got Super Bowl. No. He's not the same Cam. No. And he he threw for ninety two yards. It was putrid. and no wonder he got benched at halftime. And it was just it was horrible to watch. Somebody it's sad. It's sad as well. So it, it's sad as well to watch. So I think outside of that, I mean, they got bigger problems because Christian McCaffrey's out for the yeah, rest of the season. Yeah, that's huge. And you need him. Yeah. He makes up that offense. He does it all. Catches, runs. So I think that's about, you can stick a pin in the Panthers. All right. Uh, let's talk about the fitting uh, fitting name for Pittsburgh's team, Woo! the Steelers, because Woo! they steal money from their fans every week. And they definitely stole money from their fans this week by getting blown out by their little brother. Pittsburgh is a joke. Let's not let's not beat around the bush here. The Steelers are a joke this year. I don't want to hear it from anyone else. They are a joke. Ben has all the mobility of a rock. He cannot move in the pocket. His father time has caught up with him and is paying on the debt. Yeah. He cannot move in the pocket whatsoever. He's flowing picks with regularity. He's making bad reads. He's doing everything of a 39-year-old quarterback. Mm. It's time to move on. Um, yeah, look, I... I the I'm, Bengals didn't even have to do anything that special. They just sat there and watched the Steelers collapse. The thing I noticed in the game itself was how easily the Bengals were moving the ball down the field. Whether it yeah. was throwing the ball or running the ball, more importantly. So the Steelers' defense is not scaring people. No. And then when you talk about the offensive side, I, I'm in agreement with you. I mean, I'm, Ben Roethlisberger. Especially considering T.J. Watt's going to be out for a couple weeks because of COVID. Yeah. So that makes their defense even weaker. Yeah. I, I, he couldn't. There's not a lot that Ben Roethlisberger could do. Um, they're pretty much cooked. Yeah. So I, I don't over. I don't see them coming back from there, this. There's no They've been way. They've swept in the series. So if even if it, even if Pittsburgh gets a run, and it comes down to Pittsburgh and the Bengals, the Bengals win the tiebreak no matter what. There's no way they're gonna make the playoffs. No. I, I'm already calling it right now. The Steelers are missing the playoffs this year. Probably one of the worst. I think it's bar, it's probably been loss. one of their most embarrassing losses since the Raiders in 2018. Yeah. This is down there. This is bad. Okay, let's move on. Here come the Washington football team. Oh, my God. No, um, I think people need to oh just Oh, my God. Moment. The Washington football team have t- some type of struggle. You still have Dan Snyder as your owner. 
And FedEx Field is still a dumpster fire in terms of how it's constructed with more pipe le- sewage pipe leaks. Look, I'm, I'm not going to bury this team yet because they're... They have a quarterback at least. They're right where they need to be as yep. far as it's in the East. I get it. The East is not a... You can't talk about you know how... It's just a, not a very good, good division in an FC. I get it. But right now... You're looking at the schedule, and they control their own destiny as far as they're facing the Cowboys twice yeah. in the next month. So that says a lot. And, and uh. there's something about it. I just don't think you should sleep on it because even without, you know, without, you know, Chase, yep. he's out for the year. Yeah. The defense is still out there doing things. And I know they beat up on a lowly Hawks team. The Seahawks are pretty bad. Yeah. But... Again, this is the parody of the season. You can't talk about who you beat. You just got to beat them. Yeah. So, that's I mean, it. they have a quarterback. Taylor Heineke had a really good game. He's at least, he's their starter. He's their legitimate starter. He may, He's not a superstar. He's not no. even a star quarterback. He's a starter, and he's good. He's a good starter at that. Their defense, especially that front four, when Chase is healthy, is it can match with anyone in the league. Yeah. But I just... Do they have the receiving talent? They don't. Well, they probably don't. They don't have the they receiving talent. They I, don't have any high-end receivers. No, but they, I mean, again... They don't have a line either. What is their line? Again, they're winning the games they have to win. Now, they beat up on the Seahawks. Now, the big test will be... They have the next few games, right? Let's just look at the next few games. Just just, just as a point. They got the Raiders. They, they go, they're going to Vegas. Then they're hosting the Cowboys the week after. Then they're going to Philly. Then they're then they're going to Dallas, and then they're going back to Philly, and then they're finishing off with the Giants. Mm-hmm. So that's that that's an interesting run for the yeah. for the football team. Even if they can steal one I've, from Dallas, they'll all but lock you know. up the seventh seed. So you never know. It's that kind of season. Well, I, I see them they may be taking the seventh seed because no neither Philly or my Giants give me any hope. So I see them taking the seventh seed, but. I don't, I don't know. Let's move on to basketball. Yep. Go ahead. So now, the Warriors and the Suns. Uh, wow. Suns are back. Felt like a game to they, me. Yeah, they were, they, they beat up on the Warriors. They, they blew out the Warriors. It was a commanding performance. And this team, even through all the ownership turmoil of the investigation into Robert Sarver, they're still playing like the best team in the NBA, mm-hmm. and they want a title. Mm-hmm. Chris Paul wants yeah. a ring. Yeah, so I looked at the game and saw it was a perhaps a finals preview. Yep. Perhaps. Two of the best teams going after it. and it's Well, not, a Western Conference final preview. Right. And it's not over yet because yep. I will say that the streak will end tomorrow night. Ooh. Because they go to Golden State. They go. And there they is go a there. message here. Yeah. There is. I do not see the Suns getting past the Warriors a second time. If they do, that'll and be. So, and I, I'm with you on this, but I think the thing for me was defensively how they played on Steph Curry. They those those sometimes say he had a bad night, but they did make it a very important effort to dis- distract him, disorient him. Get in his face, not let him be open for wide open shots. But here's the thing: once Clay comes back, you got another wrinkle to deal with. 
So That's, so you have to wait for that. Yeah. So uh, again, this speaks to the fact of both teams just being at the top of their game. Yeah. We're a quarter way through the season. I'm not throwing a lot of of big deal into this because it's not there yet. Anything can change between now and the end of the season. Booker's hurt. Mm-hmm. So Booker's not going to be playing tomorrow yeah. tomorrow night, which is Friday over over there. Yep. So he's not going to be playing. So that might change the outcome for that game. Yeah. So we'll see what happens with that. Okay. Uh, we had Michael Porter going for back surgery. That's his second in his career, and that is interesting. Um, the first one he had was non-invasive. This one might be. This is lumbar surgery. Oh my goodness! I'm not. Yep. I'm not an expert in back. back. I, ha- I okay. have a bad back, so I will say that that's not. That's that's serious. Jeez, that. And okay. so he's out indefinitely. Yeah, that one's de- that that puts a massive dent into um, the they're Nuggets already, right they're now. They're a walking medical center. Like everybody's hurt. What? Everybody's like, hurt. And somehow, and Nikola Jokic isn't having the best season out of any NBA player in history. And I say that statistically because right now he's on track for a 35.3 PER, which would usurp Giannis's that he put up in 1920 by a long margin. Mm. Nikola Jokic isn't having the best season an NBA player has ever had so far for this. Yeah. So moving back to that, again, they have players in and out. So Jamal Murray's not back either as a point. Yeah. Who suffered ACL tear during the playoffs. No, before the playoffs. Before the playoffs. Way Sorry. before the playoffs. Sorry, thank you. So Michael Porter Jr. was sensational during the playoffs last year against And Portland. that got him that contract. And that got him that contract. But it's the second back surgery. Yeah. I only think of one person who had back surgery and, and it changed I, the I know whole I, thing I, for him. I know exactly who you're going to say. Greg Oden, right? No. No? Larry Johnson. Ah. Everybody take video notice of Larry Johnson with the Charlotte Hornets in his rookie year and before he got back surgery. And then he comes to the Knicks and Larry Johnson can barely touch the top of a hoop because he was not the same player. Yeah. Back surgeries, you need your back to play. Yeah. So that's serious stuff. And we'll see what happens there. Yeah. Uh, we had Boogie going to the Bucks. Boogie, which, which it was, a, it's a, it's a good move for the Bucks Boogie. because Brook Lopez is out. Yep, same problem. Brook Lopez, Lopez is out, so they needed a net front presence, and Boogie's there. I mean, he's a good starting option for them. Boogie. I wouldn't. He's nowhere near his king's form. No, no, so, no, no, no. But yeah, a time machine is what Demarcus Cousins would want. Yeah, because he's not the same Demarcus from when he was with the Kings, and that was in his prime yeah. prior to the injuries, which would have which eventually have slowed him down. Yeah, but he showed promise with the Clippers. But the one thing was his defense was really lacking with them, especially mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. So if he can improve his defense, he might get a long like a longer term deal with and a guaranteed deal with the Bucks. I think it's one of those things that it's all about where you're going to. Yeah. So you got DeMarcus Cousins, who now is playing alongside Giannis. Yeah. Who's reached that the level of heights of superstar. Yeah. I think he'll be on his best behavior because of that. Yeah. He's not the guy who's asked to come in and, and change you know, everything on the team. Well, that's what he had to go through with a horrible Sacramento team. Well, he was the one. He was yeah. the number one draft pick. He was a fifth overall pick. He was pick a fifth overall, reference. but he was their number one draft pick. He was yeah. their first round pick. He yeah. was the guy they said, 
help us. Yeah. And it wasn't, you know, he needed more help, and it wasn't going to work. Yeah. He was there for seven seasons, and, you know, he had his good run, but injuries slowed him down. So we'll see what happens with that. But he, I think he'll definitely be a good starting option for them if he, if he can improve his defense. Yeah. Okay. What's next? Um, the next Knicks Nets. Knicks the Nets. Oh. Oh. Mm. Oh, boy. That was rough. That was rough. But that was and a great game. It was tight. Yeah. It was back and forth, back and forth, and, espe- back and forth. Especially that dunk from Harden. Was that the punctuation? Uh, you know, the, the fact that James got up and did it, that's good. Um, it was a, it was definitely a chippy kind of game because it's, you know, two cross-town rivals. Yeah. Uh, two teams not necessarily in the same spaces. No, not yet. One team's, the Knicks are kind of struggling as of late, and the Nets are the Nets. So, look, I, I took nothing from the game other than the fact that I wanted the Knicks to win, but... Yeah, they kind of came up a little short. You know, Julius Randle was a little upset about the, the calls that he wasn't getting. Yeah. Versus the calls that other people were getting. And then the ref told him, you know, basically tried to explain himself away. Whether that was true or not, I tend to believe it was. I yeah. can't even see him making something up. Yeah. But, yeah, I didn't take much of it other than it was just a rivalry game. Yeah. It was a rivalry game and it was a good one. Yeah. So, over-under. So, over-under. I look at this as... Looking at numbers. And sometimes the numbers tell you something. Right? So, the first one I look at is Ben Simmons trade, traded December December deadline. Give me a big fat bagel on that one. So... His his value is nothing. But I'm looking for over. Is it... Is it... So, what, where are we now? We're, today, we're at, we're at the 3rd of December. And the deadline's the 15th. Am I right? Yeah. I think you're right on that. So, that's... 12 days. Is it over or under 12 days that Ben get Simmons gets traded? Uh, I, I would say he, he doesn't get traded at all. I think he stays. Over. His, it's over. It's over. I don't think he gets traded at all. His value is nothing. Mm-hmm. You can't get any for, anything for him right now because of what's going on with him. Mm-hmm. Because of how much... And I'm becoming less aggressive about it because like, it's such a repeated cycle. Yeah. Um, and we're hearing news about his his apparent mental health struggles, and if that and I'm erring on the money does yeah, that to you. I'm, I'm, I I am erring on the side of caution because of the fact we don't know what specifically he may or may not be going through. Mm. Because if you think about it, as an athlete, you're not really seen as a person; you're seen as an asset. So with Ben, I'm. There's been allegations always faking his mental health issues. I'm not saying anything about his mental health issues because that's something that we certainly take very seriously. So I'm not even going to allude to anything of he's faking it or whatever. I'm not going to allude to that. What I am going to mention is I'm thinking back to the playoffs mm-hmm. and to the last four years of how he's performed as a, as a number one overall draft pick. His value right now is nothing okay. because he hasn't progressed in that time. Right. Okay, so allow me to retort. I think it's going to be way over. It's I'm talking past December. I'm talking past the new year. It wouldn't surprise me if maybe next summer yep. somehow Ben Simmons gets traded. Because this has gone so toxic. And it's along the lines of the Sixers digging their heels in. Daryl Morey's like, I'm not having it. You know, he'll go when I say he goes. There's talk about, you know, this could go on forever. Yeah. So with each moment and each game that passes, he's getting fined. And like I said, 
that could play on your mentality if you're seeing a quarter of a million and upwards leaving your pocket every single time. Yeah, but it's not just it's not just that. I think of the vitriol of of how last year's playoffs occurred. And his reaction to it oh, well. may have something to do with that. But I'm not going to mention anything no. in, in terms of mental state. I've always said this, state. that he has people who he's listening to, and his agent, Rich Paul, whoever, they said, don't do this, do this. And it's backfired because no team knows what he's doing in the meantime. Yeah. He's not, they're not showing Ben Simmons on a, in a neighborhood court shooting around with other people. They don't know whether he's physically you know, getting better and skilled. So those are the things I have to look at. Yeah. All right. Next. Uh, number of potential coach firings at the end of the NFL season. So I have a couple in mind, obviously. No, give me an over-under. Um, I'm saying it's over three. Over three. Okay. Um, first of all, uh, when we obviously have the offensive genius that is Matt Nagy. Uh-huh. When his – when – Fire is really when, on when, him. But when Fire Nagy is being chanted okay. at Bulls games okay. and his son's high school play uh, high school football game, okay. I think there is a cause for alarm, don't okay. you? Okay. Like this we see what the Bears are doing right now in their offense. Okay. Fields is is out right now. All right, all right. So their offense is so like challenged. Yeah, you're, you're really on, on on Nagy. I just want to know. Zimmer is you're, also another one. Just give because me it's over three. Okay. It's got to be over three. Right. There are coaches that need. I'm need gonna to move say. On. I'm gonna say it's over six, because I think my thoughts of that were forgetting the teams that are gonna finish the season under 500, maybe just kind of reaching that moment where they can't quite make the playoffs. But they'll be. Some... I think those coaches are out there, and I think there's gonna be a big. Shift in the number. I know the ones who have had the worst records are more likely to be fired because they want to start fresh. But I think the coaches who have struggled to get to that point, the, all the teams that are under five hundred now, five and six, five and seven. But it won't be. To consider. Uh, but I have a feeling. Um, there. I, I think a lot of those teams who are around that point will want to stick with their guys because a lot of them have gone through a lot of change. So, for example, the uh, the Eagles. Mm-hmm. Like, Nick Sirianni's a first-year head coach. Yeah, I, I don't I, th- I don't think he's I know, going. I know. I'm just saying. I think some of the coach... I think some of the... I think it'll be more than six. I'm saying that it'll be... Some will be very surprising. Okay? Yeah. Next. Uh, we got over under... Connor McDavid over under 250 points this season. I'm going to say it's over. Yeah, he is like. Remember when I said a couple of weeks back, Barkov was better than. Him? Yeah, I'm eating my words big time. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it's the debate's done. He's the best in the league. Like he's putting up generational talent numbers. Mm-hmm. He is a generational talent. Let's not get this twisted. Mm-hmm. The Oilers right now are one of the better teams in the Pacific. Like you, like. Uh, I think they might be top of the Pacific right now. Mm-hmm. Like, and their success is because the depth right now is actually showing up, but he is also performing at his usual rate, mm-hmm. which is unbelie- Which, which is to say, he's somehow exceeding last year. Mm. Which, with the year he had last year, I don't know how he's exceeding that. So I'm going to say it's over 250 points. Okay. 
I'll agree with you on that. And just for reference, points in the NHL are are calculated different. They're not just goals. They include assists, etc. I would say I agree with you on that. His rate is phenomenal. He's over 100 now. Yep. Um, I will say that it's it's pointing to his success and the reason why the Oilers drafted him number one. Yeah. Does that translate into playoff ascendancy? That's going to be the big yeah, question. Yeah, because last year they... Right? they That's always going to be the Because last year they laid an egg against Winnipeg. Right. So, so it doesn't matter what you do during the regular season, as we know, all we wait for is a playoff. Well, they need their depth to show up. That's the main problem for the Oilers. Yeah. Because last year, it, wasn't, it became a five- or six-man band. Okay, next one. NHL suspension? Uh, more or less than five games for Brandon Lemieux. It, it's, it's probably going to be... Uh, it's probably going to be less. Well, it was exactly five games. <laughs> it was exactly five games. So it was reported well, that. Well, because yeah. the NFL, the NHL player safety is are stupid well, with what games. with yeah. with how they handled Tom Wilson last year, okay. and I'm a salty Rangers fan about yeah. that. But like he bit Brady Kachuk for anyone that doesn't keep up, he bit Brady Kachuk mm. uh, at, of the um, Ottawa Senators, yeah. and. It was not good. No. Like, in that little scuffle that they had, that he little r- yeah, regular yeah. fight, yeah. like, he bit Brady Kachuk. Yeah. And with COVID, like, that's even exactly. worse. Exactly. Um, yeah. I, and, I, and that Lemieux family has history of of, <laughs> of injuring people. I mean, we had Claude Lemieux with that big hit mm-hmm. on, on Chris Draper back in the day. Yeah. But, yeah, those, those families of Kachuk and Lemieux, they just they they are menaces to the NHL world. Yeah. So I, I would have said more than five games, but I found that it was exactly exactly five yep. games. It's a low blow. It's a it's a cheap shot. Oh, of course. Considering that the fighting, the, the degree of fighting has gone down in most NHL games, to resort to that is just like something an eight year old would do. So yep. it's a bit it's a bit much. So a couple of happy birthdays, yep. both for quarterbacks. Yeah. First one. Being First one is Russ. Russ. Happy birthday. Uh, yeah. Don't think he would have blew out too many candles after the loss to the Redskins, but... Ah! Canceled. Oh, I said Redskins. Sorry. Watch canceled. the football team. Twi- Twitter's on you. Yeah, I'm but... on. I don't have to <laughs> help yourself. So, yeah. What, what do we say about that? Happy birthday to I Russ. mean, uh, the Russ era is ending in Seattle. It, yeah. has, to, it has to be done. And it's, you can't tell me at this point that Carol deserves to stay. No, no. You can't tell me. No. Like, he looks despondent in no. his press so, conferences. Yeah, I would say that for Russell, this is probably, you know, a chance to sort of, I don't know whether the Seahawks want to sit him or get the chance to get a little healthier. I don't think he's quite there. I think he needs to be traded, so, honestly. Yeah, we'll see what happens. And the other happy birthday, uh, regrettably, Aaron Rodgers. And we, we all know why. We all know you dislike yeah. him. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, you know, does does it mean he his birthday wish... As he was blowing up the candles, relates to a Super Bowl berth. <laughs> uh, we will see if that means that the Packers go to Super Bowl. Um, I honestly yeah. just want them to fail in the NFC Championship again. It's just, always important. Just, yeah. just for the I, I take pleasure. Just, in that. just for the means. I take pleasure in that too. So we'll see what happens. All right, that's it for our show this week. Uh, special announcement. Two times a week now. We said last week we were definitely considering it, but now it's confirmed every Monday and Friday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. We will be here, mm-hmm. and oh boy, it's going to be a lot better two times a week. We'll be able to cover a lot more, a lot more, and cover so much more in, in 
every single league. Mm-hmm. It's going to be very good. Yeah. So thank you guys for listening. Two times a week, we'll be here. Bye.